Boom! This is Rebootable Recall Perspective live talk show streaming live on Kingdom Purpose Radio across the across the internet, across the areas of the internet. From the Trinidad Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, where we approach modern day challenges, biblical literature, and even personal challenges via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures. And we do so step by step, verified by our pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zin K. Kitura International Institute of Pneumatology. Yeah, before we actually get cracking here today, I would just like to take the opportunity to give a huge shout out to everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio. That will be on www.kingdompurposeradio.com on YouTube as well as on Facebook. Right? If you're actually hearing us, hearing us right now, you can actually interface with us directly on YouTube at ZKI International Institute of Pneumatology. Or you can interface with us on Facebook via our Facebook group that's called Life Mindset Mentors. Right. Feel free to comment on our YouTube channel or, at, or join our Facebook group to be able to interact with us and we will answer your questions in real time. My name is Zinil Fuego, right? Christ Pneumatologist. And today in particular, we am actually flying it solo today. I'm actually flying it solo today, not with Lady Keturah. And today we are actually going to be speaking about decisions. Right? What is decision? Now, at the International Institute of Pneumatology, we have pretty much been able to identify thus far in our in our thus far in our research at the Institute, pragmatic and experimental research, that one of the most misunderstood and uh, most 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 misunderstood as well as unknown components of 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 mankind or of one's spirit the human spirit which as we now understand is the breath of elohim in you one of the most unknown and misunderstood components of functionality of the spirit is that we have been made in the image and likeness of Elohim through Yeshua. And through this through, through this component, the New Testament author says, just as he is, so are we in this world. And so the, the Gospel of John pretty much identifies and clarifies that just as the Father has life in himself, so he's created the Son to have life in himself and given him the ability to give life right so just as the father is self-existent and have life in himself so he has made his son to be self-existent and have life in himself and so in with yeshua in the person of yeshua in union with the messiah we are actually self-existent also functioning from a self-existent nature and to be self-existent means that we have to be also self-determining Right? And to be self-determining, if you actually give any attention to that, to what that means, 
if you have any if you give any attention to to what that means to be self-determining and i'm just going to put it up here on miriam webster so that you can actually have a definition that comes directly out of the dictionary all right so let's say to be self-determining means to be self to, to be to be self-existent and so it's very important that we understand what that is. To be self-determining means capable of determining one's own acts. Or capable of determining um, or something that is capable of determining its own acts. Right? And so one of the things in particular that we miss in our in, in, in our walk in God, in our walk in Christ, is that because you are self-determining, God interfaces, God interfaces with you through your self-determining nature. Which is why we preach the gospel. Which is this is why we there is a necessity for us to believe. Right? Because our nature is self-existent, it, it makes us self-determining. And you can also say that if we look at it like that, then you can also say that you are self-deciding. And believe it or not, if you have never given this thought, the scriptures actually indicate that what you decide in particular is what is established. This is actually written by one of Job's friends in the book of Job that indicates that we decide a thing and it shall be established. Right? In the King James Bible, what, we, what I'm actually saying it has been has been translated as decree a thing and it shall be established. Now, when you read that in particular, one of the things that actually become very um, very confusing is the concept of a decree. And so, in our modern day culture, when we hear the word decree, we think make a statement, you know, make an authoritative statement. But the word decree in particular comes back, goes right way back to the era in which the Bible was translated. And in that, in that era, you had empires. And in, and in empires, like you had the Roman Empire and the empires that preceded Rome, in that, in that setting, a decree is a, is a decision of the king. Right? What the king decides is a decree. Right? That doesn't mean that the king is actually standing over everyone and making an assertive statement. It simply means that the, that, 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 the, that the decree is a decision and that can be simply a written decision or just a signature next to what is actually being decided upon. And so when we read it, read, when you read that in the King James Version, what we, should be, what we should be understanding of is the fact that to decree a thing and it shall be established means to decide the thing and it shall be established. Right? You can also grab a concordance and look at that verse and see that it says, Decide a thing and it shall be established. And then in the next line says, And the light of God will shine upon your ways. And if the light of God in particular, if, if God is light and God is power, then we can also say that the power of God will shine upon your ways, will shine upon your plan, will shine upon your thoughts. Right? So if we read that for our modern day understanding, that should read, decide a thing and it will be established. And the power of Elohim will shine upon your ways, will shine upon your thoughts. 
It will radiate through your thoughts. So if this is actually what the Bible says that, we, that, 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 that must be done, and this is actually expressed in the scriptures as the, um, this is actually expressed in scriptures by we deciding to believe what the gospel message is, then a great deal of belief is intimately intertwined with deciding. I just want to say that again. A great deal of belief is intertwined with deciding. I'll say that one more time. A great deal of belief, or I could even remove a great deal and just say, and just actually indicate that to believe means to decide. Right? To decide is to believe, and to believe is to decide. Because what you choose to believe is a decision. So it is on that note that we must question ourselves now as to what is a decision. Because when we when we hear the gospel message, we believe by deciding to believe based on evidence, right? Which is why you notice in the New Testament the gospel was preached with signs and wonders, with healing, casting out the devils, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers. All of these different things were signs of the authority of the Messiah. And so when we see it, when we, inter when we interface with it, we were actually supposed to be at the point of, um, by evidence, we make a decision to believe that this is true, that Yeshua is, the Lord, is, is Lord, He is the Messiah, He is Yahweh. Right? And therefore, he now lives in you, right? To actually, to actually decide to acknowledge the fact that he is in your heart, that he is in you, right? That the breath that you're breathing is Yeshua's breath. And so, understanding this in particular means that the manifestation of the power of Christ, the hope of glory depends on decision and therefore if we do not understand what a decision is then we may be living many years of our lives thinking and assuming that we have made a decision when really and truly we have not made a decision and i think this is very important because our cultural understanding of decision is not does not actually relate to the biblical understanding of decision our cultural understanding of decision pretty much um, I, we can say pre pretty much veers away from what a decision really is. And this, by the way, is results in a lack of manifestation, a lack of manifestation regarding the gifts of the Spirit that is mentioned in the Scriptures. It results in a lack of manifestation with regards to the promises of God being fulfilled in your life. It results in a lack of manifestation of the life that the decision to believe, the decision to live from the gospel message as your truth comes with. So then, what is a decision? Now, in our culture, one of the things in particular that has been confused regarding decisions 
and I say that and I say this with most emphasis and with most conviction that one of the things that has been confused regarding decision is that a decision is something that you consider and in consideration of it what you are actually doing is playing around with the idea now before we move on in particular let's actually take a look at what the word decide means right what is a decision so the word decide according to the miriam webster dictionary means to make a final choice or judgment about it means to select as your course of action it means to conclude the word decide in the Merriam Webster dictionary means to fix the course or, or outcome of something right to bring to a definite to a definitive end right it also means to induce to come to a choice to make a choice or to make a judgment now that's that's actually what the word decide means right when we look at the word decision the word decision is actually defined as a determination arrived at after consideration It means a determination arrived at after consideration. Notice the word determination. Notice that it actually says to determine. Now I just want I want you to pause and just give thought to that thought. A determination. Just take a moment and give thought to that. A determination arrived at after consideration. What is a determination? A determination is defined by the American Webster Dictionary as a judicial decision settling and ending a controversy, resolving a question by argument or reasoning, a firm or fixed intention to achieve a desired end. The act of deciding definitely and firmly. Also, the result of such an act of decision. Now, I encourage everyone in particular listening to this to give thought to what I just said. Notice that the word determination starts with a judicial decision, settling and ending a controversy. A decision, settling and ending a controversy. Which means that when we are actually making a decision, there should be no controversy. When we make a decision, there should be no question or any other reason that gives room for another consideration. Give that thought.
right? If we have made a decision, then based on these definitions, we are actually making, we've actually come into one conclusion, which is the, which is the end of a controversy. And that conclusion means that you, if there is no controversy, you are at 100% peace with the thought that you have determined, the thought that you have arrived at. Let me just uh, again let's 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 repeat that. That means that when you make a decision, a decision means the end of a controversy. And controversy basically means that there is more than one thought that is present. Therefore, the sign of a decision is peace. Where there is peace, there is peace in particular equals the fruit of a decision where there is fear fear is the fruit of the presence of a controversy in this case that there is still a possibility of something that is contrary to your decision there's still a possibility now at the international institute of Pneumatology, what we have come to understand is simply that every single promise of God in the scriptures that covers every area of your life depends on your belief. It depends on the decision that you have made. And today in particular, I would like to invoke your thought processes invoke self-evaluation and evoke self-circumspection to actually bring you to an understanding or bring you to the to, to bring you to a point of just pausing like literally stopping for a moment and question is what you actually desire from God. Have you made a decision? Or are you still in a controversy? What do I mean by that? Many of us in particular, especially when it comes to the manifestation of what God has said, from healing to finances to relationship, to spiritual authority, spiritual dominion, um, and the list goes on every area of your life your family life your marriages god has said certain things concerning this and what has happened is let's take healing for example many of us in particular approach healing where we quote what god has said and you believe that just because you quote what God has said, that you are operating upon what God has said. But if you understand what we just covered by going through those simple definitions, to decide means that you have come to a determination that ends controversy. That simply means that if we put our cultural understanding of a decision on the table, 
for evaluation, what we realize is that with regards to every single thing that God has said, our culture teaches us to decide, apply, and have a fallback plan. Have a backup. And what I mean is simply that we, in our perspective, we have been taught to make a decision. And when we make that decision, what we are actually doing is testing instead of deciding. Has anyone listening here ever gotten to the point where they bring to mind what God has said, put it to work, and then begin to think it's not working? Has, have any of you actually said that I am deciding that I am healed? I'm deciding that God's will is true. Put it, put it into application. And then begin to think or even voice that is taking long. Or you don't see any manifestation that you're looking for. And so you begin to think of what you can do to bring it about on your own. This perspective that we're speaking about here, believe it or not, is the cultural perspective of our understanding in our English-speaking philosophy of thinking as to what a decision is, which is where we technically, based on the definitions that we've covered, we do not decide, we test. We decide what God says this, we put it into application, it doesn't work, and so we fall back on the previous logic. Notice I'm using the word logic because when we decide with regards to any decision that we're making what we have done is chosen the thought that we are going to use as our logic as our way of thinking as our perspective and when we choose that thought we become we are literally becoming the sun of that thought just like the sun in the sky, S-U-N. You're becoming the son of that thought. In our culture, we have been taught that to make a decision means that you decide, you begin to act on it, and if it doesn't work, then you become discouraged. That in particular is not a decision. It is called a test. You are testing the scriptures. You are testing what God says. And today in particular, I would like to encourage you to revisit your definition of what a decision is. Instead of testing, when you are testing, there is still a controversy. When you are testing, there is still another option, another thought as an option. Many of us have been taught in particular, based on tradition, that you put it to work. And if it is not working, then come up, with a, come up with a different plan. And what you may not have actually taken into consideration is that what you have been taught to do is to actually have a double mind. A double mind is the same thing as saying as a double mindset. And if a mindset is a logic, then to have to be double-minded means to be means to have a double logic. 
which means that when we come into Christ, we have decided, we have made a decision to see things through Christ's perspective. And instead of actually holding on to our personal perspective as of how things work, we approach it through Christ's perspective, and Christ's perspective is supposed to be our only logic. I encourage you to give thought to this. And we are going to go on a short break. When I go to a short break, I'll actually take you back to the Garden of Eden and show you that the problem in particular that existed in the Garden was that man's self-determination was used against him. We'll be right back. This is Reboot Your Biblical Perspective talk show on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio, where we approach the New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures, verified by our pragmatic and experimental research on the Zane Keketura International Institute of Pneumatology. Be sure to follow this talk show as well as many other dynamic talk shows on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio at www dot kingdom purpose tv dot com forward slash kingdom dash purpose dash radio you can also find content by zane and katura on youtube zki international institute of pneumatology be sure to subscribe and hit the bell or follow us and subscribe at www dot international institute of pneumatology dot com you can also find their books on Amazon.com. Search for author R.C. Pierre and check out The Alchemy of the Sons of God and You Are Elohim, among others. So have you given that thought? Now, if we actually take this idea of decision and determination back to the Garden of Eden, one of the things in particular that you would notice is that when man was created in the Garden, man was created to live from God's thoughts as his own thoughts. Now, I, 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 I implore you to pay attention to this elaboration. When man in particular was created, man was, man's, man was the breath of life breathing to dust. In the New Testament, the, gospel, the, the, the biblical author of the Gospel of John, which is John, the, gospel, the, the, the disciple who became the Apostle John, he gave his version of the New Testament of, um, of the Garden narrative when he says, in the beginning was the wood, and the wood was with God, and the wood was God. But one thing in particular, John says there in particular, he says that the wood was, the wood was made flesh, which means that in John's, in John's narration of what took place in the garden in his narration the breath into dust was god's word made flesh and that's simply because everything in the context of the narrative through the lens of the ancient hebrews one of the things that we have mentioned concerning the garden narrative is that that narrative is not read not meant to be read as one flowing narrative from one chapter into the next but to be understood as a block um, well, in the ancient Hebrew perspective, is actually, it is referred to as block logic, where chapter 1 and chapter 2 
are actually written in blocks and therefore they are parallel chapters interchanged and integra integrated one into the next and so in the context of the ancient Hebrews chapter one as we have mentioned before would be the speeches of God God what what God said and chapter two identifies how God brought this into existence by first creating a man breathing the breath of life into the dust and then creating through his son which is what the biblical authors in chapter 2 sorry the biblical authors in the new testament refer to when they are actually referring to yeshua as the one in him that through him all things were created right that there was anything there's no, there was nothing made that was made without him and so in the context of the narrative what we see is that God's breath into dust John parallels that by saying God's word made flesh this simply means this simply means that when when John makes this reference what John is what, what John is referencing particularly is the whole idea that man was created to live from god's wood as his nature which means everything that god says was his logic was his only thought he had no consciousness of anything that god did not see not long after this this um this man was created and there was creation did the conversation with the serpent come up in the third chapter of genesis and in the third chapter we see that the serpent particularly begins to profess and begins to preach something that God did not see. Do you realize that the entire fall of the Adam was simply where he became conscious of what God did not see? No, I encourage you to give thought to this. Consciousness of what God did not see. In Acts 10 38, it actually says that it refers to Yeshua in reference to Yeshua he says that he went around healing all those who were oppressed of the devil now we know that we are actually speaking about sicknesses diseases and infirmities setting them free but I encourage you to give this thought who is the devil and what is the devil if we go to the book of Revelation 20 chapter 20 it actually, it actually makes reference of sister Satan as the serpent that whole serpent and therefore is actually identifying that that serpent in the garden was referred to as satan satan or satan that means pay attention that means that if the serpent is oppressing others that yeshua is healing all those who are oppressed by the devil or oppressed by the serpent that would mean that man's oppression in the garden was simply awareness and consciousness of what God did not see. Let me say that again. Man's oppression in the Garden of Eden was awareness of a logic that was not God's logic. Man's oppression in the Garden was the consideration to act or to the consideration of what God did not see. That in particular was then is labeled his own knowledge of good and evil which caused him to reproduce according to his own image and his own likeness, according to, to, to Genesis 5, which resulted in sicknesses, diseases, infirmities, 
and the end of that of course which is death in other words what i'm saying is is that man was created to, to, to be to be aware of what god said alone and then he made a decision and because of the nature of the adam that reproduces after his own kind everything in the garden narrative was created to reproduce after its own kind switching to what god did not say caused him to begin to reproduce after his own kind that means that he made a decision and his decision to be was to be aware of what god did not see and therefore he was no longer functioning or even aware or living from what god said this here is another example of decision this actually means that if man was actually created to make to live from decisions then decisions equal singular logic singular thought decision equals no consideration of that which was before decision equals an end of controversy an end of considerations an end of a fallback plan an end of the consideration of any other logic that contravenes what was stated only when decisions are single minded is it referred to as a decision in the bible this is so serious that james particularly says that the double minded man receives nothing from elohim simply meaning the man who does not make a decision is the man who is double minded or double has a double mindset or is functioning from a double logic where he is pretty much the person who functions from double mindedness is living from the perspective of keeping both logics in mind to use the one that benefits the most he is not living from discipline he is not living from conviction he is living undecided and therefore is not shining like the sun he is he has not made a particular decision and therefore his identity is unsure the outcome of what god says is now unsure is now not going to be fulfilled because to the double minded is to receive nothing from elohim most of us in particular in our lives are living from this from this place where we say god's word says this but we are not living and making decisions on what god's word says most of us in particular have been struggling with sicknesses and instead of actually hold, making a decision on what god on what, on what god's word says and acting on that decision and acting as though when we make that decision it simply means that we must act as though there is no other option there is no other consideration and the entire universe that we are living in when we make that decision 
is radiating. The only thought in the universe is that thought. There is no other option. But what we have found ourselves doing based on our cultural understanding of what a decision is and what believing God is, is that we have given a lot of room to another thought. And so instead of deciding what we are actually doing, is testing. We are testing what God says. And if it doesn't work, you sit back down and you go back to the logic that you were working with from before your decision, your so-called decision. And so you test it and it didn't work. And so you think, okay, either it's not God's will for me to be healed or this is not working. And that decision, that perspective, that thought pattern is actually more an expression of your indecision. You have not decided. You are pretty much playing around with which one will benefit you the most. When we come into Christ, whether it's for healing or for any other decision in life, to believe God means to decide on God to decide on Christ in you, to decide on the mind of Christ. Which means if Peter, the apostle Peter says that the promises express the nature of God, pay attention, if the promises express the nature of God in you, the nature of what has been breathed into you, then that basically says that the promises of God must and must and must become your universe. It is the only laws of physics that exist for you. It is the only laws or dynamics of functionality that exists for you. It is the only one that you live from, that you act on, that you pursue for fulfillment. As though there is no other knowledge that exists. That means that we have to now make a decision to switch our priority. Are we, are we prioritizing the doctor's report? Or are we prioritizing what Yeshua has said? What the Bible says, what the promises of God indicate? And how do you know which one that you, how do you know which one you are prioritizing? That's very simple. Um, this is very simple. It's simply the one that you give priority is the one that you are creating your atmosphere as well as deciding on your lifestyle on. Let me say that again. The one that is given priority is the one that you are giving, you are actually allowing to determine your lifestyle and to determine your future to determine your environment for example many of us may go to the doctor and the doctor's report says a and b and what we do is that based on the follow-up on the doctor's report we begin to adjust our lifestyles we begin to adjust our diets we begin to adjust our future. We begin to adjust our going-ins and our coming-outs. 
And what you are doing in particular is doing the same thing that the Adam did in the garden. You're becoming aware and building a life based on the consciousness of what God did not see. And in building that, you're building it out on the sand in the desert in an abandonment of what God did see. To actually walk in healing, to be healed, means that what God says is your only perspective. And whatever the doctor says doesn't matter. What God says is it. And therefore, we begin to make decisions on our diet, our lifestyle, our future, what we do and what we don't do based on what God said. In that way, we are actually establishing on earth that which is in heaven. And yes, I'm referring to your body here as earth because your body, according to the God narrative, was created out of the dust of the ground of the earth, which means this is where you're moving the thought of God into your into the physicality of your body. The physicality of your body that has been purchased by the blood of the Lamb, as Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. So, why are you not seeing the fulfillment of the promises of God? Because you have not decided. You are testing. You have not decided. When we decide, we change the universe to match our decision. When we decide, we, 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 we plan a lifestyle based on our decision. When we decide, we plan to act on it, create a life on it. When we decide, we are single-minded on it. Most of us in particular listening to this can decide to be healed now. If we simply bring the promise to mind that by Yeshua's stripes you are healed, that no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, and get up in the name of Yeshua, decide that now is the time that I'll be healed, and that there is no other option or consideration of maybe it may not happen, or maybe it could not happen. There's a possibility that it does not take place your consideration of that possibility is your double-mindedness. To decide means to radiate that decision like the sun, that there is no darkness, that God is light and there is no darkness in him. Therefore, God is one thought and there are no two thoughts in him. Let me just say that again. God is light and in him there is no darkness. God is one thought and in him, there are not two thoughts. God is one thought. And in him, there are not two thoughts. Decide to choose what God has said. And make that the only thought that you decide. This is not something that is passive. This is an active and assertive decision. This is what a decision is. An and an assertive stance that what God says is and nothing else exists in that moment. Stand. Be healed. Act on it. Arise in the name of Yeshua. 
and be made whole. Decide a thing. Decide to be healed and you will be healed. And the light, the power of God will shine upon your body. Decide. Arise and decide. Begin to do what you make this your only perspective, your only thought. And begin to do what you could not do. Begin to engage activities that you could not act, you could not engage. And you will see that the power of God comes from single-mindedness. Holding one thought as your radiation. One decision. All it takes is one decision to arise and be healed. Actively intentionally and assertively. So, what I am going to do here in the person of Christ Yeshua is to actually pray over you and I encourage you to stand. Stand up and assertively go after what this one thought is. It is written that by Yeshua's stripes, you are and were healed. Every sickness, disease, infirmity, under the sound of my voice, for those listening presently and to those who will listen to this eternally in the future, by Yeshua's stripes, you were healed. Every sickness, disease, and infirmity, pain, grief, and sorrow has been carried by Yeshua and crucified. It died. Therefore, I command all of those things to go now. You are the healed one. Every person listening to this, now, in the till the eternity, until in all eternity, you are the healed one. Arise and 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 walk in full functionality. Now, begin to do what you could not do, and you will see that this is the word of Elohim, and it must become your universe. It must become your only thought. God is light. And in him there is no darkness. God is one thought. And in him there are not two thoughts. Life and life more abundantly. Right? Now for those of you who are listening to this, we encourage you to comment in the comment section. Okay? And let's let us know share your testimony to let everyone know what you have experienced share your testimony as to the healing that you have experienced you are the healed ones that means that you receive your healing now and you continue to exist as the healed ones and that will not come before you and not come upon you ever again All Right. so this in particular is Reboot Your Perspective Live Talk Show 
today it was not much of a conversation but a reminder an invocation of reconsideration of your perspectives so that you can actually walk and see the fulfillment of god this requires single-mindedness that what god says become your only reality and you take action faith without works faith without action is dead just as the body without the spirit is dead even james relates faith to the breath and the body and if we do not take action through the physical body with that one thought radiating that one thought as like the sun in the sky that cannot have two shades of light it is one energy and therefore radiates one color of light so you must actually be single-minded take this as your only thought the only possibility and receive your healing arise this is your call to arise so we encourage you to push the power button on the hard drive of your spiritual and scriptural understanding and begin to decide not begin to decide correction decide right my name is zane fair i'm the founder of the international institute of Hematology that is dedicated to the pragmatic and experimental research of the ancient hebrew principle of the scriptures as well as the energetic dynamics or energetic mechanics of spirit and inadvertently all spirit right? we are pretty much dedicated to understanding how the principle of the scriptures is applied to be able to understand the scriptures in this context through the ancient priest ancient hebrew priestly perspective as well as to bring humanity into health strength and long life so that our years do not end right we trust and hope that this 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 segment today has been beneficial to you we encourage you in particular to reach out to us on facebook at life mindset mentors or you can look for the international institute of pneumatology or facebook page follow and follow the links to, to, to join our facebook community and shout out to everyone who, who is actually listening to this also in our brother ministry which is sonship lifestyle community for those of you who are actually listening we encourage you to reach out and also um, search sonship lifestyle community on facebook which is actually led by the founder paul brown he has actually been in ministry for some time and his emphasis is actually sonship and the love of god through sonship right manifesting christ as a son right sonship lifestyle community is or sonship lifestyle or sonship yeah, sonship lifestyle is a brother ministry to us we actually always cross pollinate so if you if you come to know me you will be familiar with sonship lifestyle community and paul brown right you can you can also look for look for his um his website at sonshiplifestyle.com or even sonshipuniversity.com search for the facebook group sonship lifestyle community right if you would like to get in contact with us also through our face our website 
my website to, or for the International Institute of Pneumatology, you can search www.internationalinstituteofpneumatology.com. Get in contact with us. And if you'd like to know more, this is where you can contact us. You can contact us on Facebook. Very soon, we'll be rolling out our app. We are still working on that app, and we'll be rolling out that app both on Apple, the Apple Store, as well as on Google Play Store. Right, so you can look out for that so that you can get in contact with us directly or interface with us directly. Also, next week in particular, we have one of the master mentors of the International Institute of Pneumatology that we interviewed last week. Uh, we interviewed her on spiritual activation conference that she's starting. We encourage you to join Life Mindset Mentors. Get in contact with us to know how to get your children involved in learning how to walk out supernatural manifestation in Christ. How to walk out the power of Elohim. Right? This will start next week, the 15th and the 16th, for the, and, proceed, and proceed for three weeks, Wednesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. So 7 or 8 p.m. I may, I may have the time wrong, but reach out to us and get involved. Again, my name is Zane Pierre. Zinin Fuego, Christ Pneumatologist. This is the end of our broadcast today. See you next week, same time, 5 p.m. EST on Kingdom Purpose Radio as well as on Facebook and YouTube. Boom!